welcome back to another episode of Black Girl Fly. I'm your girl, Tanisha Nicole. And I'm Chanda Dixon. And today we're going to be talking about investing for retirement. Why are you looking like that? Because this is such a hot topic. Is I mean, really? I think it's controversial. Okay, it's not controversial. We just have different philosophies, people. Okay, <laughs> that's what I mean. To say. I'm like, that's so, all. I feel like investing for retirement, everybody knows that they're supposed to do it, but people just don't. I feel like a lot of people do, but they don't know. It's not intention. Okay, first, let's break it down. <laughs> so, what I mean is that I think people think that. You can autopilot yeah. your investing well, for retirement. So I think you can autopilot, though. I think what you mean to say is most people don't calculate what they need to be doing in order to get the retirement that they want. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what I mean to say is that it's one of those American dream things. It's like they're robots investing. Like, literally, you go to a job. They say, we're going to match you in this 401k up to this percent. So people invest that percent because their employer said they're going to match them. And they just think like, and then one day I'm going to be able to retire. That's exactly what I just said. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So what, so let me clarify. What I was saying is that people don't understand. They don't really think about retirement. Or like all the options. They, I mean, I think it's just this elusive concept that one day, someday I'm, miraculously at 65 going to be able yeah. to retire. So I, I do agree. I think that people associate retirement with an age instead of a dollar value. That I agree with. And I think that is what you were saying. Yes. And, and so <laughs> I'm still lost at where you are, <laughs> but I've seen people do what you just said, but I feel like the problem with that is that they haven't calculated the cost So, yes, your employer is matching 5% Mm -hmm. and you can put in 5% and you'll be contributing. But what you actually need in order to get X dollars by the time you retire is another number that you didn't even look into. Right. right. I I do feel like that's an issue. But alongside that, I think that the different options are discounted. Like no one looks into other things that you can do. So, for instance, a lot of people use real estate. To retire on. Yep. yep. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. Or a lot of people have annuities and most people probably don't even know what an annuity is. Yes. Yeah. And or people decide. And, and I think it is an act of choice. Hey, I'm going to work forever. Yes. So that is exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. That is the part. I'm like, people are presented this 401k plan or f- what is it? 403b, mm-hmm. all the different variations, TSP for government, all that. Yeah. They're given that and they take that. They don't question it at all. That's what I mean. Okay. It's just the autopilot thing. Yeah. The amount, yeah, is also autopiloted for most part, but I think people don't understand the different strategies that may be available to them. And for me, this became very important because I was like, I don't know, I was in my late 20s at the time, 28, 29, and I was like, no. Oh, I remember the first time this happened. I got my first job out of college. And the group that I worked in was all these 50-year-old ladies. Mm -hmm. And they were all, like, getting ready for retirement within the next five years. Because in D.C. they had this, like, you had to have 20 years and a certain age. Yep. So that was government. 
Yep, in the government. Yep. And so they were all just like, literally every day, they would talk about what they're going to do in their retirement. <laughs> Sounds like a fun group of people. <laughs> it was horrible because they hated their jobs. Yes. But that's beside the point. I remember I was like 21 and I was calculating my number. You know, by the time I would re- reach these requirements, it was like 20, 50, <laughs> it was like 20, 45 or something. And I was like, I have to sit at this desk. <laughs> And do this job for that many more years. And then you'll be able to go home and dream about what it is you'll be able to do when you retire. Okay. I was like, oh, hell no. This ain't going to work. This is not going to work. And so, I don't know. Even before this, I had set out in my mind that I was going to retire by 30. Mind you, I was 21 at the time. I did not know how this was going to happen. Yeah, you act. You you used to tell me that, and I was like, I want to see it. Oh, I told everybody, anybody who would listen, but baby girl, your baby girl was not planning. <laughs> like, I really did not plan. And it wasn't until the last couple of years that I really started to define what retirement meant. Mm-hmm. You know, I think some people, like this whole 65, like, I don't have to work a job that I hate anymore. What kind of retirement is that? That sounds super depressing. <laughs> like, What? <laughs> Sorry. What? I, yes, I would agree. That sounds super depressing. Like, that's what people think retirement is. Yeah. I was like, first of all, by the time you're 65, God willing, you don't have any health issues. Yeah. But you can't do the stuff that you probably have been wanting to do 30 years ago when you said you wanted to do this. <laughs> we going to get this retirement. Like, I'm going to be on the beach. Then you're like, my knees, they bad. I don't know. Right. <laughs> So my whole philosophy about retirement changed. I was like, yes, I don't want to be working a job I hate, but I don't want to be hating that job for the next 30 years. That was like at 30, I'm no longer going to be working jobs that I hate. Yeah. That was like, that became my definition of retirement. So is that still your definition of retirement? So it's, it's interesting. It's an interesting question. So it's, it's not so much about working jobs that I hate, although I think that you should never do that. It's more about living a life that you love and that you are fulfilled, right? So you don't have to retire. Yes, I don't think you should have to retire. Okay. No, yeah, that so sense. that's the transition. And I wasn't being very clear about that. But yeah, like you shouldn't have to retire because you should love your life, yeah. basically. Yeah. So I, I think that, that is a different perspective on it. But I do think that there you have to acknowledge that there's going to be a time where you're going to be less capable to produce income. So what, in your plan, what do you do in that state of being less capable of producing that income? So my whole philosophy had, because I realized like when money is involved in things, like I, I kind of lose a passion for it. I've always been this, like, I don't like, I like to give just to give, right? Like I want to give my talent and my time just for that reason. So I learned what I had to do (laughs) instead is, I needed to create multiple streams of income through passive, you know, quote unquote, passive investments, right? I needed to generate some cash flow that wasn't necessarily tied to the time, you know, the time amount or that number of hours that I'm working, but that money that was generated from my assets. So cash flow generated from assets, creating different streams. So are you involved at at retirement? Are you involved in those streams? That is the retirement. I mean, that is how you're able to live the life you love because you have the freedom of time, but you also have some so income. So you're saying your that, that your 
income creation is truly like you're not involved. You don't have to do anything anymore. It's for the most part passive, you know, and I know that that's a term that we don't like to use. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's generated by your assets, whether that's a business that you own, whether that's real estate investments, whether, you know, it can be a number of things. So your retirement strategy is really create assets that still produce an income. Mm -hmm. And so I have an income so that I can live the life that I love. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. I, I think that when I think about it from a conceptual level, my philosophy is that same thing. It's mm-hmm. creating income so that I don't have to. But I like to be a little bit diverse. And so mm-hmm. I'm doing things like mutual funds, mm-hmm. the traditional 401k thing. I'm also doing like real estate and businesses and different things like that yeah, to yeah. produce that income. And my my thing is just that I think that cash, it, when you're talking in terms of like the stock market and whatnot, it can create income for me. One thing that's a little different than what most people that I do, and I'm not giving investment advice, but right. one of the we things that I do accounts. that's a little bit different is I don't adjust my portfolio for like my age. Cause so they tell you that you should mm-hmm. have some in bonds and some in equities and whatnot. I have it planned so that I'll have enough money to where I still have money five to 10 years out. And so the reason they tell you to invest in bonds because they're more stable, it won't fluctuate. So when you're depending on that income, the income won't take a huge hit and you suffer from that from a cash perspective. Mm -hmm. And so I do things like, I'm like pretty much all equities. Mm -hmm. And that means, by the way, that when the market hits, I get hit. But also when the market flourishes, I flourish. And I just, I have... It, through investing over several years, I just don't, I'm not as adverse. I'm not as scared right, of what's right. going to happen when the market crashes. And I think that's an important point. So I actually don't invest in the stock market actively anymore, but I used to do mutual funds and I most recently had a little foray into individual stocks, which was a very interesting experience. <laughs> but I think that there's levels to this, right? Like I feel like most people start with mutual funds through their 401k but I don't actually think that's the best place for people to start most times to me like that money is once you put it into the system it's literally stuck there until you're 65 or like 72 I think is the mandatory takeout age you can tap it for certain things like buying your first home but I think it's capped at 10,000 or some amount those are loans when you do that, though, you're, yeah, taking, so you're a taking a loan out and then you have to pay it back. And God willing, you don't lose your job at that time because <laughs> it will be due <laughs> when yeah. you lose your job. So there are different ways to access the money, but it's not easy to access the money is the mm-hmm. point. And like when I think about retirement and, and being able to create a life that I love, that means I need cash today. I don't need cash in 30 years. I need to be so, able to make money on my money right now. Are you saying that you need the money to create the life that you want for now? Or are you saying you need the money to create the retirement? To create the cash flow so that you can have the life. The idea with the cash flow is it kind of becomes a snowball. Like if you think about Dave Ramsey's like snowball method of paying down debt, it's the reverse. It's snowballs. And gets bigger, your money gets bigger so that now when you have financial independence, meaning your expenses are covered by whatever assets are paying that, 
and you can exceed that amount, now you have extra money that you can invest in the stock market or yeah, something so else. So how does that relate to you? So the reason I like the stock market is because compound interest. Yep, that's what that's the huge argument. Yeah, so I feel like compound interest in the stock market does the same thing that you described from an asset perspective. Except that, you can't experience the wealth today. You cannot quit your job right now. But can you do that from building? So you're saying if I create enough like asset streams and I'm producing income mm-hmm. that eventually you are financially independent because you make enough money from your, to me, the first step is becoming financially independent before okay. you start investing. I can see that. That's cool. Like, I never thought about it from that perspective. Guys, yeah. this is the first time we've had this discussion. <laughs> that's why it's a little bit, it's yes. hard for us, <laughs> but that's the philosophy. It's like you, that is the quote unquote retirement is that now you don't have to work. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you don't work because Remember, we're hard workers. Like, we are people who like to contribute to the world. So we're going to work anyways. But it's things that we choose to spend our time on, not yeah. things that we have to yeah. do because no, it pays sense. us. I, I never thought about it from that perspective. I I have considered, like, building additional incomes and becoming mm-hmm. financially independent. But I didn't really think of it from a perspective of you are kind of using your finite resource mm-hmm. to invest in the market early on and you have that opportunity cost that you missed yeah, you miss it. investing in that asset to produce your financial independence early on. Yeah. So you forego that, you know, compound interest effect. That's good. You need to write a book. I, girl, I'm not the first person to say this. I know I'm not. You're the first person to say it to me. <laughs> and I'm surprised because we talk about this all the time. Yeah. So maybe well, we just have been like missing each other on that lane. Well, so when I say that we've talked about it, I think that we've talked about it in a way of understanding that you want to produce this financial independence. Mm-hmm. I don't think that we've talked about it in the light that shines on the focused intensity yes. and, and the steps and, and why the steps are important. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've read a lot of financial books and I've yeah. never read that. But it's literally the same concept as Dave Ramsey. But instead of focusing on the negative stuff, it's your focused energy on the positive stuff. So to have get you seen positive. that? I I have not. I'm not. We're gonna, gonna start off. So I'm, I'm not gonna ask you to commit to a book on this. I'm going to um, ask you to commit to like at least a blog post. Yeah, I could do. Uh, I could probably do a couple on that topic alone because I mean that's been in something. like a how to guide. So we want yeah, everybody. Yeah. So so like we said before when we first started this out is that the point of this is to have discussions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you guys have gotten to hear really me going ah. Maybe I need to consider this. Aha moment yes, over here. Aha moment. But it's great. And, and so I want you to consider it too. And so we're gonna mm-hmm. take that. We're gonna we're gonna write about it. So check us out so you can hear it. But I think my mind is just blown. Just <laughs> just there. Let me just drop the mic and walk away. I don't even want to say nothing. Job else. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done for today. Okay. I'm with it though. I'm here to talk about it, to think about it, to rethink the things that I had already thought about and Mm -hmm. to come up to a better conclusion. I think you did that in this one. So thank you. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you. That's all I got. (laughs) You want to sign us out? Because I'm done. So until next time, (laughs) I'm Tanisha Nicole. And I'm Tashonda Dixon. And we are Black Girl Fly. Fly.